evasive maneuvers. Four, once again dons his old clone armor in a gamble to escape the clutches of the evil empire. Sneaking past hostile stormtroopers, will Thor's daring disguise deliver him to safety, or will this desperate deception be his doom? an idea, but it's entirely up to you, Paul. Did Four stash his old clone armor anywhere in his survival kit? You know, that's a good idea. I think it would take a light side point, but I hurt. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why he wouldn't have some of that good old-fashioned clone flight armor. Yeah, I mean, it's it's served him well in the past. Uh, that's he'd probably have a hard time parting with. And I think I, I think I'd be willing to spend a light side point on that. So this is very similar to Stormtrooper armor, but you know, the clones tended to paint and make colorful their their armor. What what does Four's clone armor look like? Well, a good portion of it was burned at one point. So he has uh he would have obviously have resurfaced it, scrubbed it down real good, get rid of any any trace of that. But he would have repainted it a purple stripe the arms and uh you know like on the crest of his helm and down the back. So maybe Maybe it'd be a good idea to look around for some kind of covering or paint or something even. But yeah, he might be able to pass. You don't look too closely. Yeah, good. I mean, you're spending a token on it. So you definitely get an upgrade to a stealth check there. Yeah, I think I think maybe I might try to, you know, he's 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 got a good amount of cunning here. He's not a uh, sort of oblivious kind of person. So he might take some might make some effort. Uh, oh, here's what he does. He will go maybe to the nearest burned out area and rub some ash and some soot on on the purple stuff uh, on all these purple lines to try to make his armor look very dirty like he was in one of these fires or maybe one of these collapsed buildings and, and then try to get himself to one of these shuttles that way. So um, yeah, a little bit of deception, a little bit of stealth, maybe we'll get there. So let's do let's do a stealth check to board one of the, the shuttles. All right. Uh, now there's a strong Imperial presence. So you're going to be, again, against a vigilance of two, which means that you are you actually have a purple and two red for it. But you do get an upgrade for wearing similar armor and you get a boost for your ash covering. Okay. All right. I think I feel good about this roll. Let's see what happens. Oh, this is, yeah, that, that's fine. Uh, I got four successes and two threats. So four is able to kind of more or less stroll through some of the lesser um, protected barricades and make his way to the back of one of the Lambda class shuttles. Going up the the ramp, you can hear that there's, you know, two pilots, a pilot and a co-pilot in the cockpit, but it is a relatively empty shuttle, more or less. So, I think myself that I've got a couple of options here. The most direct path would be to pull my blaster on these guys and uh, engage in a little bit of violence, even if that ultimately results in me using my stun setting. And you know, but uh, there's a lot of risk with that. Another option is to sort of threaten these guys to maybe get them to do what I want. But not only do I not feel all that threatening, I don't really like other people flying for me. The other option is to maybe lie to them a little bit convince them that I am a uh, an imperial trooper and I've got important business and I need and I'm I'm commandeering the shuttle on on this task and then maybe get them to do what I want them to do in flight. Um, but I know that if I can get off of the ground and away from the rest of the Imperial forces, I've got a better chance, me versus these two pilots, than I do me versus a battalion of stormtroopers and these two pilots. So let's go with a little bit of clever deception here. I will try to pose as a wounded stormtrooper or sort of Imperial stormtrooper trying to commandeer this, this craft 
or an, an urgent mission to get them to take off. Okay. So what do you, how do you approach them? What do you say? Well, I'm going to come up the ramp. Uh, I'm going to make a beeline straight for flight cabin and I'm going to, I'll begin, uh, I'll begin like this. Uh, what are you two doing? Have you not what? been listening? Have you not been listening to the communications? Close the ramp and take off immediately. We need to get, we need to get going as quickly as possible. There's urgent information that needs to be delivered. Uh, who are you? What, what what are you talking about? There's been no chatter on our line. You're listening to the wrong lines. If you listen, I don't have time for this. I'm Trooper TK427. We're trying to get this. There's uh, an imminent second attack coming in. We need to get uh, word of this to the uh, to the Imperial uh, Star Destroyer above. I need you to take off immediately because our uh, communications are about to be jammed. <clears throat> okay, let's uh, let's roll a deception and we'll see if they buy it. All right. And what's the difficulty here? Oh, I think that I'm going to flip. So you have a purple and a red. Uh, you have a setback as well because you aren't actually wearing stormtrooper armor, but you have a boost for telling them that you know another attack is incoming. Okay. Let's see what happens. Oh man, this is well. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting roll. <laughs> mm, okay. So I've got two successes, one advantage, and one despair. Uh so I'll uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not my job to adjudicate that. Uh, enjoy that one, GM. Okay. So you have two successes and an advantage. So that gets you in the air. The, you know, the, the pilots are like, another attack. Oh, no. Uh, are you certain about this? Let's get in the air. Come on. And so they flip all the switches. They close the ramp. They get the, the shuttle to, to take off. And then another voice comes in over the, the radio. Shuttle 552. Why are you lifting off? You're not authorized. There's another attack coming. We have to get get up before the, the, the signals, you know, jam. I was unaware of this. There is no signal jamming coming in. You're not authorized to fly. Land immediately. We, we can't land. You don't understand. There's an attack coming. We're going to be jammed. Land the shuttle immediately or you will be considered a hostile threat. And I think uh, Four can decide what he wants to do now. Obviously, landing is the last thing I want. Uh, I think at this point, I am going to pull out the blaster pistol. And I'm going to say something. Actually, what I'm going to say is, in the name of the Emperor, do not land this shuttlecraft. Continue on course and away from this area. This guy is an idiot. And if you do not do your duty here, I am going to remove you from command and take over the shuttle. There's no need to pull out a weapon. I heard you. We're in the air. Shuttle 552, this is your final warning. Land that shuttle immediately. So being a pilot, I'm obviously automatically familiar with the layout of every console in every ship uh, ever uh -huh. made. I'm going to reach over and turn off this guy's radio uh, or communications device. As I do so, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, this guy is obviously an idiot. Uh, we don't need to listen to him. I'm going to turn it off. And I'm going to say, now, you need to turn south immediately and get out from, uh, you know, leave this area because it's about to be hit by the second attack. This is highly unusual, uh, but I guess the Empire works in mysterious ways. Okay, but I suspect that they're going to, to begin shooting at us. What are your orders? I look at him like he's an idiot and I say, well, I guess I can't, can't see my face under the <laughs> clone trooper. <laughs> you cock your head in that way yeah. that we all know what you mean under 
opportunities. Exactly. I, I cock my head and I say, uh, well, evade incoming fire. But if you manage to you get us out of this, uh, you're going to get a medal for this soldier or, you know, pilot. OK. And so he starts. Uh, uh, you told him to turn which direction again? South. Yeah. South. I want him to maybe get me towards Central. Get me towards Central Isthmus if I can. OK. So he begins, you know, heading in that direction uh, with the radio off. It's not long before the threat assessment begins blinking. And I think I think we roll initiative here. You've got to deal with some TIE fighters now. <laughs> OK, but you've successfully have a couple of allies on your team for at least a minute. All right. So uh, let's see. Are we going to roll? Is this cool or vigilance at this point? I guess it's probably be cool because I. Yeah, I think it's cool. All right. Uh, and it's against two purples, right? No, it's a it's a simple check. There's no difficulty oh, to it. That's right. Okay, well, I've got zero success and two advantages here. So the the alarm blares as uh, three Tie fighters bear down on your shuttle. The uh, pilot of the, your shuttle that that believes you and, and believes that he needs to do this in the name of the emperor takes the the first action and puts the shuttle into some evasive maneuvers. What's uh what's four gonna do? You're next. This lambda class shuttle trying to figure out. Let's see. We've got a forward light blaster cannon. Oh well, okay. So we've got an aft retractable light blaster cannon and a forward cannon. And so I've got some options here. What I might do here, uh, I think what I'm going to do is just kind of slide into the gunner position here. Okay. So as I slide into this empty gunner seat, I tell him, uh, listen, these are obviously, this is the second rebel attack. They're spoofing your electronics. They're making themselves look like the Imperial TIE fighters. Do not be fooled. Continue moving to the south. I will deter any sort of chase here. Just... The, the rebels look like TIE fighters? They have TIE fighters? Oh, just... Uh, it's just your electronics. It's a trick. I guarantee you these aren't actual TIE fighters. That's just what your uh, sensors are showing you. This is... Oh, this, okay. This is exactly uh-huh. what the Rebels do. They try to... They, they hide and they try to sneak around and they try to look like there's something they're not. If you say so. And he continues to, to fly uh, in his evasive maneuvers. Awesome. Well, then having... Let's see. I have... I'm thinking... Maybe I have... Good grief. Uh, got skilled jockey, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Let's ride is what I'm thinking of. Anyway, uh, so I slide into this gunner seat, and I'm going to begin <laughs> shooting down real TIE fighters if I can. All right. They're in uh, close range or short range, whatever the proper term is for you. Outstanding. But you, you are currently in evasive maneuvers, so this means that even your shot is upgraded. Right, right, right. So you right. Got a red. Let's see. So these are... I assume they're coming from the aft, so these are going to be mm-hmm. uh, twin light blaster cannons, which is damage four, critical four, range close, linked one, though, so that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's roll some dice here. Close range is one purple, I believe. Yes, but evasive maneuvers will take that and make it a red. Make it a red. All right, so I've got two yellow, two green, is I am a world-class shot mm-hmm. versus a red, and I will see what we get here. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Okay, so I've got two success. i got, I'm sorry, I have five successes, two advantages. Couldn't even roll anything other than a blank on that red. Damn, I don't. That's, that's the best roll you can ask for on, on a red. <laughs> Let's see. So you got nine damage there. And I believe that, the, that, that, that those two advantage will let me activate linked. Uh, we'll look it up real quick because I thought it was three. Um, okay. But it look. might be two. So that would be that would be fair to look up. No, yeah. Uh, two advantage to gain an additional hit. Yeah. All right. So why don't we do that? So that's going to put us at 18. Each hit deals the weapon's base damage plus total. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's, that's a lot. So you take out two and injure another. 
Water. Tell me, uh, describe that for me. Oh, well, I mean, uh, since this has already been canonized by uh, Disney, I think what's going to happen is as these TIE fighters sort of convert, you know, sort of swoop in to, to get on our tail, three of them kind of line up in just this perfect moment. And that's right when I choose to fire. And blaster bolts go right through two of them and wing the third. Undeterred through, I mean... TIE Fighter pilots always knew that their ships were, you know, essentially made of glass. So they don't really veer off as they explode. They continue on with their orders. And so it takes a shot back at you, the one remaining one. Yeah, those guys know what they signed up for. Or press ganged into service for, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Either one. So we've got eight damage comes at your shuttle. And it goes uh, and damages you just a little bit. Just clips one of the wings there. It takes a little bit of damage. And we come back around to the top of the order. You have any orders for your pilot? Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to tell him to stop these evasive maneuvers and just make best speed to the south to clear this uh, engagement zone as quickly as possible. Okay. But we'll be sitting ducks. You handle the flying. I'll handle the shooting. Just get us out of this area as quickly as possible, and we won't have to deal with rebel scum for any longer than we necessarily need to. <clears throat> this is highly unusual. Okay. And so he straightens out and begins flying in more or less a, a straight line. The uh, the tie that uh, is remaining is in evasive maneuvers, though, assuming you're going to take another shot. Oh, yeah, I'm going to try to get rid of this guy just as quickly as possible. As a gunner, can I use it a maneuver to aim? Yeah, or, absolutely. Okay. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Try to stack on as many of these bonuses as possible. Since he is in evasive maneuvers, uh, I guess it's a, that's a red again, correct? Mm -hmm. All right, then let us uh, roll again and see what happens. Oh, yeah, that's great. See, five successes and three advantages. This is, I'm, I, am, I am in my element. So what's it look like taking out the the last tie that's behind you? So I know that the uh, that the trick to taking out a uh, taking out a tie fighter is to wait until that perfect moment, you know, to, to let him get really close, let that let that crescendo build until you almost can't stand it anymore, and then you just let go with your uh, with your laser fire and uh, watch him explode as as uh, the music in your head kind of uh, comes to a comes to a, a wonderful crescendo. And uh, mm -hmm. so <clears throat> I'm gonna do that. Uh, we're we're, we're going to make it very, very tense and very, uh, very cinematic. And, and, you know, he's going to come in rolling and spinning and shooting his lasers, trying to get a, trying to get a hit on us, but I'm going to wait and I'm going to hold my fire and I'm going to show my, uh, expert veteran marksmanship. And then I'm just going to let him have it right at the right moment and turn him into a cloud of sparks. And we'll drop out of initiative as you've destroyed all of the trouble chasing you. Where uh, where are you heading? Where are we going? I'm heading south, but where are we going? I I reach across and I pull up a map of the local area and uh, hopefully I kind of zoom out and I make a big show of saying of, of, of thinking about how far safe distance would be that I kind of point towards Central Isthmus and I say, get us to at least this point and I think we'll be out of any danger and then we can and radio a command and let them know of the situation. And uh, by the way, you know, really good flying. You did a really good job there. I'm going to recommend you two medals. Ooh, two medals. Okay. Uh, I think we have to do one more deception check now. Okay. 
I forgot what I made the difficulty before. I think these guys are just average. All right. Yeah, their willpower is average. <laughs> okay. So that, that's going to be a failure and an advantage. Look, I, I don't know why you would want to head over in that direction. That's that's away from the Star Destroyer. It's a it's away from all of our forces. This can't be right. I You know, I'll head up into... Uh, to, to space and then we can radio and communicate with uh, the Star Destroyer from there uh, on, on where where it is that you need to go because I, I don't think this is right but this is highly unusual as I keep saying I just uh, it, it, it's odd so I, I would like you to go and sit in the back and I'll turn the radio on and we'll get, start getting some confirmation it'll be fine so I think at this point uh I'm going to pull out that blaster pistol and I'm going to put it up, you know, threaten him, put it up to his head maybe and say, uh, I tried to do this the easy way, but now we're going to do this the hard way. Continue flying south or I'm going to replace you as the pilot. This is highly unusual. <laughs> Let's make a coercion check. Okay. This will be interesting. I uh, would like to spend a light side token. Okay. To upgrade this a bit. And hopefully this is against two purple again. Yes. All right. Let's see what happens here. Okay. I've got one success, two threats to coerce this guy. Do what I want. Okay. So there's kind of this big gulp and he begins heading south. But, you know, I did say that there were two pilots in here. The, the co-pilot is pretty perturbed by all of this. And what's your brawn or brawl or melee skill? Because uh, he's going to jump you. Yeah, it's uh, it's too green. But, okay. uh, you know, uh, you know, pilot versus pilot, I feel good about this. I think we're probably on even footing here. Okay. Yep. I mean, he is also too on the things he's doing. So... Losing track of the co-pilot for just a moment, uh, he darts for your arm and he grabs your pistol and points it up at the the ceiling and uh, gets a really good hold on that gun. But he isn't able to to move you or or anything along those lines. He failed with some advantage there. I think what I may do here is. Uh... You know, the natural inclination of somebody who was less experienced than me uh, would be to try to struggle for this gun. But I know it's on a stun setting. I'm not, you know, crazy. Uh -huh. uh, I am going to let it, kind of let it go and then maybe um, use this wonderful helmet that the that the Old Republic gave me and kind of uh, headbutt this guy in the face. Uh, try to okay. try to get All right. roll a roll yeah. a brawn attack then for me. All right. This is going to be two purple or one? Uh, two purple. All right. Zero success, but I do have one advantage. So maybe I don't get uh, don't get quite the result I wanted, but maybe I've uh, backfooted him enough that I'm not going to get shot with my own gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he definitely can't get bring the the gun to bear on you. But we're kind of trapped in this two <laughs> two green two purple melee. It's like a like, like a slap bite. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's in this cramped cockpit. You guys are kind of pitched back and forth. Um, you kind of hit him, but a glancing blow with your helmet steps him back, but he doesn't have a good um, control over your weapon. He does grab for his own, though, and... Well, that could certainly complicate matters. And so he's kind of firing from the hip. Oh, I don't have it. You used the dark side, Are you, didn't you? Or did I not? I did use one. Uh, yeah, you upgraded once, but I just didn't count it. Okay, so I'm using that one that you gave me to upgrade his shot here. Alrighty. But we'll give him a setback too. 
So you see him go for his weapon and you take a, uh, you know, you've still got your, he's still got your wrist in one hand with your gun that, that's holding your gun. And then he pulls from the hip with his other hand and fires. And you step to the side as you see that. And he hits the the pilot and the pilot goes down and slumps onto the the yoke and the lambda shuttle begins to list to the side and it gives it, it throws the imperial co-pilot off his feet a bit more than than you and you have an advantage on uh, you have a boost on whatever you do next i am going to give a disney appropriate exclamation of surprise uh-huh. uh and then um <laughs> hmm, i may let this guy go just a little bit and try to grab the control stick if i can yeah here's something to do obviously he's up and maybe out of his seat i'm gonna try to slip into his seat grab the control stick and then start rolling the aircraft at the aircraft to throw this guy around if i could strap myself in in between that would be ideal but obviously that's kind of a hard thing to do i think that uh we would say strapping in would be a second maneuver and you'll have to make a piloting check for this you have to suffer too strain for it all right let's do that i've got i've got some strain to burn and i imagine not also being Flung around the cockpit would be an advantage. Uh-huh. So, uh, would you like piloting yes. space or planetary? Uh, space. All right, let's do that. Uh, what's what's the difficulty here? You're just putting it in a roll, so we're going to say average. Oh, yeah, I could do this. Two successes, one threat, and one triumph. Nice. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to roll a triumph, this is kind of the time to do it, huh? Uh-huh. I, I mean, I was pretty sure that this was the, the last roll, so long as you were successful. The, the, the triumph is going to mean many things, but one of the things it's going to mean is that your assailant is out cold on the ceiling. Exactly. Like which planned. is now the floor. This, this is all going precisely to plan. So, Paul, uh, take us out a little bit. Tell us uh, how this maneuver works, what it looks like, and what four does from there. Because uh, I, th- I think we've, I think you've won. <laughs> so, I mean, this is just the uh, the slickest pilot thing you've ever seen. I mean, this guy's off balance. Instead of fighting for his gun, you know, I slip into the seat. You know, throw the belt across my lap, or you know, the restraints across my chest, or you know. I'm, I'm sure somebody who knows a lot more about land quest shuttles out there than I do be able to tell us uh, what happened. But I get restrained, and then I just send this into the smoothest roll you've ever seen. And this guy gets tossed around like a bean in a can. And he's, before you know it, he's out cold. And then I just kind of level out into this beautiful little nice low flight path, and I kind of fly myself towards Central Isthmus. I get down almost to the level of, of the roofs of these buildings, uh, maybe weaving in and out of some of these guys scrapers so that I don't. You definitely clip a billboard along the way because <laughs> you have a threat. Beautiful. That's, that's fine. I, these, these shuttles have three wings. I only necessarily need two. So <laughs> we, uh, and, and and we just continue on. And, and I know right where I'm going, I'm going to make a beeline for the area where the Dicey Cantina is. And just in the most blatant, jaw-dropping fashion kind of land in the parking lot or, you know, whatever empty spaces around the Dicey Cantina in this Imperial Lambda class shuttle wearing stormtrooper armor with these two Imperial pilots on board, you know, on the eve of this <laughs> massive rebel attack. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, the, the ramp lowers and I walk down like I am just the smartest, slickest clone to ever walk out of a, of a clone bath. That's excellent.
Thanks for joining us in the Dicey Cantina. And thanks to Paul for playing in these episodes. If you're enjoying the show, be sure and leave a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcatcher. And if you're interested in behind-the-scenes content, bonus episodes, and early release, check out our Patreon. Thanks to everyone who's donated to Donate to Destiny so far. And if you're interested in donating, check out the link in the show notes. Also in the show notes are the links to all our social media, so reach out and stay in touch, particularly on Discord. Be sure and stay tuned for a preview of another great podcast. But that's all for now, so pull up a stool, and we'll see you next time on the Dicey Cantina. Picture a world where the gods have grown bored and fickle. Picture a world where reality shapes itself to their whims and desires in the search for entertainment. Picture a world where everything's a stage and the common folk merely players. Into this step the professional champions, heroes by trade and vocation, fighting to protect those in need. Some do it for gold, others for glory, but they all know that they are the thin line between the chaos of the gods and the safety of the world. And they also know this, if there's one thing the gods demand, it's a good performance. Welcome to Dungeon Majeure! Dungeon Majeure is an actual play Genesis podcast on a homebrewed world with some very homebrewed heroes. Starting on Wednesday the 14th of April and releasing weekly, Find us wherever you get your podcasts, and join us on the social medias under the banner of our parent show, Force Majeure, which is at Force Majeure Pod. So strap on your sword, fill up your tanker, take a seat by the fire, and get ready for the show.